Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. And you may be thinking, wait a minute, it's November. I am not ready for a Christmas episode. And I totally understand. I'm usually that person who's like, I don't want to look at Christmas stuff. I don't want to think about Christmas stuff until um, sometimes December 1st, Um, though lately in the last few years, it's gotten earlier and earlier. Uh, This year, I stepped foot into a Hobby Lobby, which is a is this incredible craft store um, in the United States. And um, I felt like it was Christmas. While I was in there, it was Christmas. And I was actually so sad to step outside the store and realize, no, it was still October. So at least here we're kind of, you know, mid-November, we are making our way towards Christmas. And um, while I don't usually get my brain kind of geared towards Christmas until closer to December, um, I think it's really wise to step back and just think a little bit about how we would like the Christmas season to look. And so that's my hope for you in this episode. Um, I've thought in the last few years how when I'm going on a trip, when I need to pack, um, sometimes the bigger the trip, the earlier I need to pack so I can pack with clarity. And I found that, you know, a few days before the trip, or sometimes if it's a really big trip, a few weeks out, um, I can pack really well. I have a good understanding of what I want to put into my suitcase, what I want the trip to look like. But if I save my packing for the night before, I end up just throwing random things in my suitcase that I don't actually wear and I lug around airports. And so I think that can actually be a good metaphor for Christmas. Sometimes the Christmas season just comes upon us and we're like, oh my goodness, I have so much stuff to do. And we kind of are responding, um, we're reacting to everything around us. So all the decisions we need to make in terms of gifts and food and events and all those things we just kind of respond to instead of really having planned for. So that's my hope in this episode, um, a little ways out from Christmas, that we would just be able to step back and say, hey, how do we actually plan well for this season. So first, I want to ask a question. Hands up if you've ever felt overwhelmed at Christmas. Okay. Did you see that? Did you see everyone's hands go up? Um, Obviously, I'm joking. But I think that everyone can agree that um, while all year long can have special doses of overwhelm, Christmas just has this way um, that has a particular ability to overwhelm us in some way or another. And this week, I really want to talk about um, all things practical. And next week, I really want to talk about the overwhelm that comes with relationships and the holidays. And um, so this week is more stuff. Next week is more people. All right. So here's another analogy for you. Christmas to me 
is sort of like Disneyland. Okay. So before you go to Disneyland, or at least this is my experience, I've been like, you know what? It would be a great idea to get like a Mickey t-shirt or something, right? Like I should probably go grab something from Target and and I, I might feel like wearing it one day. We should probably be those people. And then I get to Disneyland and I see all these people in their mouse ears and princess dresses. And suddenly I'm like, I need that Donald Duck toothbrush and matching pajamas. And of course I need that Mickey stuffy. It's from Disneyland. And I should, of course, have a giant turkey leg and cotton candy laced with Mickey Mouse essence. And maybe I need to pop into that bippity boppity boutique. After all, it is Disneyland. And this is what people do at Disneyland. This is a once in a lifetime moment. So I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but sometimes outside of that space, we can have kind of like a more moderate approach or or be kind of clear in what we want. And then we get into that space and it's like we really cannot think clearly anymore. And for some of us, um, this happens at Christmas, right? There's like something in the air. We're no longer thinking as rationally as we normally would. Um, and then we kind of get this Christmas hangover in January where we're like, what happened? Why did I spend so much money? Why did I eat so much? Why did we think we had to go to each of those events? And so I get that. I have this image of my husband and I, maybe a year or two before we had kids, so maybe like 10 years ago or so, sitting in our living room at like three in the morning, packing our stuff to go see our family at Christmas. I honestly don't know why we were up at three in the morning. I don't know if we were wrapping gifts or what we were doing, but I just remember being so exhausted before Christmas Day had ever arrived. And I I want to share that picture because I think that was even before kids. It's not like having kids and doing all of the Christmas things involving my kids was the reason I was so exhausted. I think it was just sort of how I planned for that season or maybe didn't plan and um, how I made decisions around that. So the last few years have actually been pretty incredible at Christmas. They've still been busy. There's still been lots to do. I've still probably spent more money than I should and eaten more than I should and all those things. But um, I've really felt like I've been able to get to a place of being present, being rested and really enjoying the season. And so in this episode, I actually don't want to tell you all of the things I've done. I just want to ask you questions um, for yourself, because I think that's actually one of the best ways we can form a good plan is just asking ourselves um, really clear questions and then um, taking some time to think about our response. So rather than me telling you what to do and this is how you're going to make the best Christmas, how can you ask yourself some questions and come up with what is going to work for you and your family? So my first question is this, and you may want to write these questions down So if you want to pause and grab some paper, um, I think that could be helpful. Writing the questions down to be able to answer them after the podcast or maybe pause as you go along and respond to each one. So the first question is, how do you plan for the holiday season? So do you sit down with your spouse or extended family and make plans together? Uh, I love this quote that says, when we fail to plan, we plan to fail. 
And sometimes I'm overwhelmed at Christmas or in any other season of my life just because I have not planned well. So I'm glad this episode is coming out November because it actually gives us a bit of runway to think about our plans and even have conversations that sometimes can be a little bit tricky. And we'll talk about that a little more next week. So for planning, it's not just putting all the things we want to do in the calendar, but really planning for everyone's expectations. And I have found that everyone has some sort of expectation about how they want the holidays to look. And sometimes people can say, I I don't have any expectations, but they are lying. (laughs) They do. And making plans with people who have no expectations is just as difficult as people who have really high expectations. Um, And I think I have have been on the spectrum of both of those things. Um, And again, we'll share more a little bit on the people side next week. But practically speaking, calendar planning. So we do this so we can get everyone on the same page expectation-wise. So I'll do this probably starting with my husband. We'll kind of talk about what are some of the main things we want to do in the season. I'll talk about that with extended family we're going to be visiting with. Um, And I'll talk about it with my kids. I'll just find out what are the one or two things you're hoping to do. And sometimes what I found is that if each person can figure out what is the thing that is going to be the win for them. So what is the thing they really deep down want to do? If we can figure out that thing and and prioritize planning that, uh, it will usually help everybody relax and things go a lot smoother. And we'll get to the part about how we can't do everything, but can we narrow down what what is really the one or two things each person wants to do? And so for some people, um, it might take a bit of time and effort to f- really ask them, figure out, hey, what is what is the one thing you're hoping to do? Um, especially those people who say they have no expectations. And then sometimes after the Christmas season, you'll hear from them and they'll say, oh, I really wish we had done this. And you're like, okay, this is, we could have done that if we'd had that conversation. So um, yeah, try and figure out what's a win for each of the people involved Um, And for my kids, this is helpful ahead of time just to say, hey, you know, what's the one or two things you really want to do? And I I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. I can't tell what special thing they've loved from years past. And sometimes we can make it happen. Or sometimes we say, hey, that thing we did a few years ago was super fun. We probably aren't going to be able to pull that off as a family this year. But what's another thing you'd love to do? For me, I love to drive around the city one night looking at Christmas lights, have a hot coffee drink in my hand, and that's sort of my win. So we'll try to figure out where can we plan that in the calendar. And I have just found that if we try to do everything, we will become exhausted and stop enjoying anything that we're doing. Okay, so sometimes this is actually probably one of the, it's probably one of the biggest reasons leading to Christmas overwhelm and exhaustion is that we are just trying to do everything. So question number two, my next question is, how do you plan to rest this season? So like every other season of our lives, if we do not plan for rest, it likely won't happen. So how are you planning to decide between all of the invitations and options that are available? How will you encourage yourself and your people to stop and rest when the stores are calling your name 
and there's one more thing you need to buy on your list. Now, again, I'm not coming up with the answers for you, but if we don't answer them, we likely won't have a plan. And having a plan for rest, I think, really is key, especially around Christmas. And if we don't have that plan, we usually just keep going because there are a lot more urgent matters at Christmas. And um, we can easily find ourselves exhausted by Christmas morning, not really able to be present or to enjoy the moment. Now, one thing um, I've really loved, one one tradition we've had in my family um, has been an annual Christmas movie day. So we stay in our PJs, we eat fun snacks, and we just watch our favorite movies. And we may end up playing a board game, reading books, or going for a walk, but the entire day is dedicated to simply resting, right? So no one is doing any work, no one is making any appointments, no one is going shopping. And I love this day because it's a chance to rest. You could have a nap if you want. Um, It's a chance to rest during one of the busiest seasons of the year. So that's usually one of the first things we try to actually block off on our calendar. And maybe it's a few days before Christmas as we're all kind of feeling that um, busyness of the last few weeks. And we just kind of say, this is the day we're going to slow down. And I will say, this is so good for me because it is hard to stop shopping when you know that there's a person in your life who would love that one extra thing, my kids often find this way right up until Christmas Eve to be like, oh, this is the thing I've always wanted my whole life. And I'm like, you have not mentioned that thing until right now. Um, but I have found there's always more I could buy, but I will end up being depleted. And so will my bank account. So my next question is, how are you planning to shop? How are you going to determine how much to spend and how many people you're buying for? And to be honest, this is a question I need to ask myself every year. I'm usually quite flexible in many areas of my life, but this is one area it's really good for me to be strict on. And again, similar to the Disneyland thing, I think I'm all good and I'm under control. And then all the Christmas decorations begin and the music starts to play and there's something in the eggnog. Because before I know it, I'm heading out on Christmas Eve for that one more thing instead of just relaxing with my family. And although it hasn't been that extreme in the last few years, it definitely was in the past. Um, And so I just need to give myself permission to be done, to just be done shopping. So it helps if I can have a plan. How can I set myself up for success in this area? Okay. My next question is small but it is mighty. The question is, why? And I say this is small, but a mighty question, because I think why we do something really affects the pressure we put on ourselves, the stress and the overwhelm we experience. Are we doing something just because that's what we've always done? Sometimes it's good to evaluate whether or not a tradition is actually still serving you and your family in this season. And it's okay to say, that was a great tradition for that season, but we're saying now it's okay to let go of it. And I don't know if you've done something just because you've always done it, um, but it's okay to step back and say, why why are we doing this? And 
Just because you're asking the question doesn't mean you'll stop doing the thing. You may actually decide to keep the tradition and feel more confident in it. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to feel confident in why we're doing the things we do. Because we will end up really focusing on those things that have um, a certain amount of pressure and stress to get done. But there are things that we're doing that might be okay just to step back and say, Maybe I can let go of this thing. And sometimes I haven't really known why I've done things. There was one year I was racing around trying to find matching Christmas PJs for my kids. And there's an age spread to the kids, so it's not always easy to find matching PJs in all sizes. And it just wasn't coming together this one year. And I was needlessly exhausting myself trying to complete a task that I actually didn't have a great reason behind. When I stopped to ask myself why, why did I have to find these specific pajamas? I realized I was only doing it because it seemed like everyone else was doing it, or that was what we had always done. And I wanted the Christmas morning PJ photo. Now, not all of those reasons are bad. Doing something for a great photo, that's not, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I love a great photo. I love a great sisters and matching PJs photo. And I will probably try and do that again this year. But if I'm just doing something because it's something that everybody else is doing, that's probably not a great use of my time or my money. So when I know my why, I can evaluate. I can confidently move forward in the things that I love and want to invest my time, my money, my energy into, or I can let go. And so this is a great thing for you to evaluate some of those things in your own life. Again, I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing, but it's a chance to step back and say, why? Why am I doing those things? And can I move forward confidently in things? Or can I begin to just give myself a little bit of grace, permission to drop some of those things, um, just to allow space for other things to flourish? So Along with the why question, sometimes I need to ask, what do I want this season to look like? What do I want to get out of this season? And I think this is actually a really key question because I need to know, do I want to feel more connected with my family after a busy fall season, right? Christmas is a time where people are taking a break from work and school and other things. And it would be really easy for us to just fill it right back up with so many activities um, and going different places. Or do I actually want to figure out how we can connect well, rest well, come together and kind of get refreshed after this busy season? Do I want to make sure myself and my kids are centered on Christ? Um, Again, decisions I make will be um, affected by that, the answer to that question. Do I want to use this time to teach my kids how to be generous to others in need around us? So again, how we spend our time will be affected by the answer to that question. And so just answering those questions can help me filter how to make wise decisions with our time, our money, and our energy. It's probably going to look a little different from year to year, and I will learn from those things. Uh, But my hope is that you'll begin to identify if there are things you're doing just because you've always done them or because others are doing them, and um, figure out what things you can let go of. 
And one of the main reasons is just that we are often overwhelmed at Christmas because we're trying to do too many things and trying to do things at a Pinterest level, right? We may see, hey, it'd be great to make cookies with my kids this year. But instead of just figuring out a basic cookie recipe and having fun engaging with our kids, it's easy to make it about, I have to make these perfect cookies that I can take a photograph of and there's my kids looking perfect. And and I know I've I've done things like that as well, but last year I think I bought um, a cookie dough from a package and we roll, actually I let my kids do their own, totally roll them out and there was nothing Pinterest worthy about them, but um, we had so much fun and it was a decision I made, again, to buy the pre-made, it was like in a tube, like a pre-made cookie dough, because um, I said I wanted to make cookies with my kids. I don't feel like I have the capacity right now to look up a recipe, to do all, you know, to make it look perfect, etc. I just knew this is a way we could make this work. So I think giving yourself permission to not do things that have to look perfect or be perfect or even be shown, and you can show them. Again, I'm not against the pictures, I love showing great pictures of what we're doing, um, but just knowing kind of that why. And it, it does help give me a little more freedom and permission just to be present and enjoy my family and my kids when I know why I'm doing something. Um, so again, asking yourself those questions. Sometimes my answers, like I shared, haven't been great. Sometimes it's just been FOMO. Maybe I say yes to too many Christmas parties or things like that. I don't want to miss out. Um, Gift giving. Sometimes I buy a gift because someone else bought me one, Um, which is someone once told me uh, can feel more like a barter system than a gift. But, um, But Christmas does have a gift element to it. So if that's something you enjoy and you want to make work for you, um, but we can also stretch ourselves um, doing things again that, that aren't really serving us well or we haven't really thought about the why. So the last thing I want to say is um, just do what is special and significant to your family and give yourself permission to drop the rest. And I know this is easier said than done, but um, yeah, I hope that is encouraging for you. So my last question, similar to what I was just sharing, is how do you plan to be present? And this has been Um, both a challenge for me and helpful for me. Again, with the perfect photos and Instagram, um, I love taking pictures. So in high school, I went on a week-long trip um, somewhere and I remember taking seven rolls of film. So as a high school student, film that you had to pay for, I developed uh, seven rolls of film. So I love taking pictures. But I also know that especially... um, it's easy for me to hide behind the camera, want to capture every moment. And actually just last night, my husband and I were talking about how, you know, you can be in an event and not be present because you're filming it. And then how often you're actually going back and watching all of those videos. So for me, I have a hard time really feeling and experiencing joy, like deep joy when I'm taking pictures. I'm just not as present when I put, uh, as when I put the phone down. So um, what I found has been helpful the last few years for Christmas is I'll take a few photos. So maybe those Christmas matching PJ photos or one or two photos of my kids opening a gift. And then I actually just put my phone away. And this is tricky, but I, and I wish I honestly, I wish I did this for more of the year, but I've 
found this to be true for Christmas morning and a few other Christmas activities. I just put it away. I've got my I've got my picture out of the way. I've scratched that little itch. And then I'm just present. And so for me, that's been helpful to figure out how can I plan to be present? Okay. Now, I hope those questions help you. I hope you'll be able to sit down and really think through some of those things for yourself so that it can be a great Christmas for you and your family. Um, I hope you'll really be able to be able to identify what's important for you. Let the rest go. Because I think Christmas can be chaotic and overwhelming, but it's also this really incredible time where family and friends are coming together to play, to laugh, to slow down, and really to remember the most incredible gift. And I think when we spend a bit of time pre-planning some of those things in November, we can create space to simply be present in the little and the big moments in December. And as we plan, we will still experience moments of conflict and tension between friends and family members um, as we're spending so much time together and often sometimes staying in the same house together. So next week, I have a second Christmas episode just talking about diffusing tension over the holidays. And moving forward into December, I'm hoping to do a series on Advent with a short and simple reflection just to allow space to pause and breathe and focus on Christ during this busy season. I hope some of these questions will cause you to step back and think about what you really want out of this time, how you can plan and rest and do what your family finds the most life-giving. One of the theme verses for this podcast comes from Romans 12 too, which says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think it is really applicable here. How do we conform to what the world around us is doing? Sorry, how do we not conform to what the world around us is doing, but have our minds renewed toward how we approach Christmas? And I really do believe that God is able to transform each and every area of our life. So we give these things over to him. We don't conform, but we just allow him to renew our minds. And I think as you sit with him and ask these questions, he will actually bring new insight and ideas for you in these areas in your life. I pray you'll be able to sit down on Christmas Day and feel rested and connected with those you love most. It is possible. And that is my prayer for you so that you will move one step closer to thriving over this holiday season. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, If you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram, where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.